0: Well, there's a major concern over dwindling blood supplies, especially in emergency situations. The S.A.B.S., that is the South African Blood Services, says uh, blood stocks have been in constant decline since the festive season. Uh, The country faces a similar situation almost every year, uh, as, of course, there's an increase, unfortunately, in road accidents uh, during the driving uh, season or the, uh, the the so-called December festive season, and of course the return from the festive season as well. Uh, the upcoming Easter weekend, which is, well, basically around the corner, isn't it? And those who are waiting for the next holiday, it's, uh, just just wait a few weeks, it's around the corner. Kenzani Mashlango is the spokesperson for the um, SA Blood Services. Good late afternoon to you, Kenzani.
1: Good afternoon to you and your listeners.
0: Genzani, we spoke. This was, I believe, just uh, before uh, the December uh, driving or the festive season. With regards the, you know, to, the, to the call or the plea that the SA Blood Services had, uh, you know, now uh, put out with regards to blood stocks, what is the current level? I know that offices and schools and places that serve normally as a a great pool for for drawing blood supplies have just gotten back you know, in the groove. And, but what are the current levels of uh, of the blood stops?
1: You know, I'm happy that you mentioned that, that we're trying to get into the swing of things as the year is commencing. And unfortunately, everyone around us is really busy. But um, we are currently sitting at 3.1 days, which is a slight improvement over the weekend. However, we, we usually see greater numbers. So we are struggling with individuals to visit a donation site whether mobile or fixed um, but we will we, we're looking forward rather to, to seeing our stocks improving as we stabilize and head into February but at the moment we still need, need everyone really who's able and willing to please donate. Uh,
0: Kinzani when a donor has uh, donated blood now like many things blood is a could be considered if i you know the lack of a better description uh, a perishable item it's not going to remain uh fresh or usable for forever on average uh how long does blood actually remain storable uh before it now has to be well disposed of and it no longer can be no longer can be used well you're
1: correct all our products really have a shelf life, or rather, the components in the blood have a shelf life. So it's about 42 days for whole blood, which is why we always try to emphasize the fact that we need committed, regular donors to visit us and donate blood because, in between that time and when you're due for donation again, which is in eight weeks, you know, that unit of blood would probably, or rather, the red blood cells would not be usable anymore. So we need that consistency just.
0: To stabilize blood stocks. Kenzani, we're of course focused on the driving season and accidents uh, and and the result of uh, or because of those accidents you, you require uh, you know blood supplies because of emergency operations etc. But but those are not the only usages for for blood in medical services. I mean there's a whole host of reasons throughout the year, not just in the uh, you know, in the so-called festive seasons, uh, that blood is required. There's operations, there's all types of procedures that uh, require blood for, uh, you know, for the for the well-being of of their patients.
1: That's correct, and I think we take it for granted that they are individuals who need regular transfusions just to be able to lead a normal life. So. That would be people with chronic illnesses, say, for instance, anemia, who would need a transfusion very regularly. That is important for those people to be able to live what seems normal to the rest of us, because they don't have that. But also, a majority of the blood goes into treating neonatal cases. So women who are pregnant and expecting to deliver, they can treat the babies as well as mom with uh, blood transfusions, but also... Once mom is delivered, should she hemorrhage, she would need that blood as well. And treating cancer patients who are in surgery, for instance, uh, they need the the blood as well. So those are the two categories that actually take up a majority of the blood that people do donate.
0: Hmm. The ideal donor, um, Kenzani, I mean, uh, you know, I I suppose there are many people who are prospective donors of blood. But if you had to you had to describe the ideal donor that you fall within this category here, Then you should be, uh, you know, donating blood because your blood is something which is the country really needs. What, What would be a description of the ideal donor?
1: The ideal donor to us is an individual who leads a healthy lifestyle and someone who is able to commit to regular donation. I think we cannot stress that enough because we do see numbers go up and down in between the year and um, we get a, a rush of donors at some point when there's an activation and then they will sort of fall away. But the ideal donor is able to donate a minimum of four times in a year, and is leading a healthy lifestyle. And considers their blood too transfused to a patient. Also, the ideal donor understands that um, sometimes they will get deferred for one or another medical reason, and I think. It's so sad to see people giving up. You know, you will plan your day and go to a donor site and say, I'm going to give a unit of blood. It is quite disappointing when you have to get turned away. But I think at the end of the day, we need to remember that we want for donors to leave our donation sites feeling as healthy and well as they did coming in. The priority and the health of the donor as well as the recipient are top of the list for FAMBS.
0: Hmm. Um, I alluded to earlier on that uh, a big uh, you know the supply line happens to be um, group participants that where uh, the South African blood services will go to let's say a big school for example or you know that, that has maybe a few hundred learners that are capable of uh, donating blood or or some activity on a college campus or or a large uh, staffing block uh, you know where where it's a staff day and, and about you've got about 100-150 people who are willing to, uh, you know, donate uh, as, as far as their contribution is concerned. Uh, do you see more of those? You know, do, do you see, uh, th- does that contribute, in fact, to a large amount of your, of your supplies that where you have these group donors, that where you set up at their premises to make it easy for them, and, and you are left with, you know, with, with, with a good supply of blood?
1: We do get a a, a good, we do have a solid relationship with many organizations, schools and universities, as you've mentioned. And I think the success of these is when we have someone internally driving um, these blood drives on the venue. You know, we need to partner up with an individual who really understands the, the cause of giving blood and is able to help us. And those are the instances where we find success. And unfortunately, as I mentioned, some of them are just one or sessions when people can donate blood and they don't come back to us you know to to become regular donors that's why we are actively trying to bring blood donation to the community so whether you are um, a church with at least 30 people who are willing to donate blood on a given day or if you have a, a sports team that you play with and you get together every now and then. Obviously, if it is safe for you to donate blood in those recreational sports, um, we will come to you. So it doesn't matter where you are. We just need that one individual to help us get a foot through the door and we will make blood donation convenient for the donors because that is a very important factor in this, the accessibility to the donation sites. This is why whether you're in a semi-rural area as well as our um, our. Um,
0: urban yeah,
1: yeah. areas yes so we, we really will go anywhere where it's possible for us to set up and collect blood and the partnerships will then guarantee that we retain the donors
0: mm. <laughs> Uh, you know, kenzani, Finally, of course, I know that it is a voluntary action. Absolutely, uh, you know, a donor must be willing to give without any <clears throat> financial, uh, you know, recompensation. But have you noticed that where you have maybe third parties get involved to encourage donations? That like, you know, what we'll give everybody who donates a fifty rand or a hundred rand, uh, you know, gift card. You know, from their side as a as a third party. Does that incentivize uh, group giving where I know we all human beings at the end of the day you want to see some light at the end of your blood tunnel, but it's not of course you know supported by 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 the blood services themselves but but such type of third party incentives have you seen this to be uh, have you noticed this to be effective so
1: that is a very contentious issue for us really because the national health act makes it um, illegal for compensation of any human tissue, you know. So, what we do try to do is give a token of appreciation, and where we do get partners, we do try to ride on that. But at the end of the day, we need to emphasize that this is not to incentivize a donor to come and donate blood. Rather, this is a way to thank a donor who comes through and really takes their time out of their day and makes the way to wherever we are placed, you know. The effort is appreciated, and we we need to recognize it in some way. So, the the partnerships do work, um, and we we would welcome many more where we are able to really get to the people and make it just a, a little more worthwhile for them to to sit there, especially on that particular day.
0: Mm. Kenzani Mushlandu, thank you for joining us. And before we let you go, Kenzani, if you could just uh, uh, you know um, t- tell us the, the the you know the the uh, how would it be possible to contact the South African Blood Services, uh, you know, if a person was interested in donating blood and, and, and they did not know where the nearest S.A.B.S. Uh, uh, may be, maybe in a shopping mall somewhere, maybe in a clinic somewhere. How, how would they get that information?
1: Well, that's an excellent question. So firstly, you could call our contact center, particularly for individuals who really have questions on blood donation, and those who are looking to find a donation site near them and this would include all the mobile sites that set up periodically in areas where you've seen them before so you can give us a call on 0800 19031 alternatively you can visit our website there is a tab at the top that says book a blood drive you will see the form and you could just fill in the information we will contact you and we will make sure that we are able to get to you to allow you to donate blood but also our social media platforms we are active on facebook twitter youtube as well as instagram so if you have any questions you could go to these platforms and dm us however on facebook we would regularly post uh, um, mobile blood drives that are happening across the country so that's also a way to keep updated on that.
0: Kenzani Mushlangu, spokesperson for the uh, SA Blood Services, uh, thank you for your time and thank you for that information and uh, hoping you well over the next, uh, the next days as the, as the campaign gets, uh, kicks up you know, to, uh, to replenish those stocks. And good evening to you, Kenzani.
1: Good evening. Thank you.